Before we get started today, I wanted to share with you the fact that I have tried to record this episode at least three times unsuccessfully. And that's not because this is a complicated story that I want to tell, but what I found is that I was not telling the right story. So one of the the goals of this podcast is to share with you some experiences that I've had and that my family has had, and eventually some experiences that others have had to help you understand what you and your family could have or could maybe want to avoid. And through that process of telling this story, I found that I kept telling more of my son's story than my story. And that that's not what I want to do. That that's his story to share if he wants to if he wants to share it. What I want to share with you is is the broader experience. And so some of those details I, I really got bogged down in because this this particular story ties into a time when, as, as most parents will find often with their kids, you're trying to support your child and give them the love and encouragement that they need or the space that they need or, or whatever that it, it is that you find. And this particular time, I was trying to connect with my son and spend some time outside. Those two stories, those two sides of the stories bleed together. At this point, I think that I've wrapped my brain around how to share this story and and not share any of his story that belongs to him. Welcome to another episode of Expedition Unlikely. I appreciate you coming back and joining us. Today I am going to share a story that will review some of the commitments that we talked about in the last episode. Remember we talked about how we have time and money and skill and safety that we have to evaluate every time that we really want to get outside, especially if we're struggling with that with that time or that experience that we're looking to have. And this is a perfect example where I probably didn't take everything into consideration that I should have. This show is going to spend a fair amount of time on outdoor adventures, the standard ones, camping, hiking, spending time out in the woods. So plenty of that will come, but those aren't the only experiences that we can have outside. There are lots of ways to spend some time outside, a lot where you don't have to go on that big adventure, that expedition, a lot of time spent outside in your own backyard in spaces much closer to home, much easier to access. And in this story, that was exactly what I was trying to do. My son and I were trying to connect and spend some healthy time outside And he had always shown this interest in living things. He loved being out in the woods. He would uh, look for mushrooms or moss or bugs or plants. He would dig in the dirt to try and find treasures. So he really enjoyed that space already. He even went to the extent of he wanted to 
have a moss garden in his room. I have no idea how that would have worked out or or how to do it. I, re- I remember he asked me about it, and I had no clue uh, how to guide him. Uh, he tried to grow mushrooms on a log in a closet one time, and somewhere along the line, in a conversation, he had mentioned that he wanted a garden. He wanted to have that experience, and, and he needed an outlet. And again, as a parent, you're always looking for opportunities to connect or to give your child something that they need or want. And and right away, things started to connect in my head, right? He wanted a garden. He loved spending time outside. This was an opportunity for us. So let me introduce you to well-intended undereducated, uh, a desire to be an overachieving parent, have that person meet this big idea. That's where it starts. Now, was I a gardener? No, absolutely not. Now, I can say that I have kept things alive. I have kept a couple of plants in a windowsill green for a period of time. I once accidentally grew 30 pumpkins, which may make it sound as if I'm a gardener, but really what had happened was I wanted to have one pumpkin for each of my kids for Halloween, and I thought what better way to do that than throw five or six pumpkin seeds in the dirt, and I should be able to get at least three, right? I don't I don't know. I'm going to take a chance. These pumpkins, for whatever reason, uh, took over the entire yard, the entire yard. And by the end of it, we had 30 pumpkins, uh, which I I think happened not because of me, but in spite of me. I ended up making a lot of pumpkin pies that year from scratch, which is a ton of work just between you and me. If that's something you're interested in, they taste fantastic, but it is... A whole process. Now that I had kept a few things alive and green in a windowsill, I had managed to grow 30 pumpkins. It gave me this false sense of knowledge. I really felt like, hey, I know what a garden is about. I have dug a hole in some dirt. I have planted some seeds and some things should grow. I have a chance to spend some time with my son. He wants to garden. I want him to have a garden. If we think back to the the steps that we're reviewing, the first step is to have a goal. I had a goal. Now, I might not have clearly defined it as well as we talked about when we're setting our goals, but it was a goal. I wanted to spend time with my son. I wanted to connect with him. I wanted to support him in his desire to have a garden outside in the sun, growing your food and being able to to harvest that has a real sense of accomplishment. So I had a goal. Goal. Check. Check the box. What's next? What I thought was next after that was get to work. Stop thinking about it. Start doing it. And to get to work for me to create a garden for my son meant digging up the grass. We at the time had a, uh, a small yard. We had two sections, a lower section that um, 
we usually used for grilling and hanging out. And then an upper section that we really didn't use much. Uh, it was just above the retaining wall. And, and both sections were probably 15, 20 feet wide by 35, 40 feet long. Not, not giant uh, sprawling sections, but they were nicely, neatly kept separate by, by a retaining wall, a garage, fences. And so it, it just lent itself really well to have one of them become the garden and the other become the, the space for the family. So because we had this small yard, and I had already sort of laid this easy plan out in my head, right? The pieces had fit together. We wanted a garden. We wanted some space to be able to spend some serious time doing this. And uh, one level we didn't use very much. So we'll just dig up all that grass and we'll just make a garden. And that's exactly what I did. I started digging up the grass. And ultimately, in my head, I'm thinking... Digging up the grass, raking this out, getting it leveled off, that should take a weekend, two weekends, really not much time. I should be able to accomplish this. And i that's exactly what happened. I started digging up the grass. It probably took me a couple of weekends, got it all raked out, and, and boom, we've got a garden, right? That's it. We've got a garden. We are ready to go. Grab some seeds. We're off to the races, and so we had a discussion. What would you like to grow? What do you think would, would work for us? And, and, and we came up with some sort of list. After that, we went to the gardening store and, and grabbed a, a handful of packages of seeds. And uh, that, that seemed like a really, really good plan, right? They're super cheap. I can, I can buy, I don't know. 10, 15 packets of seeds and grow tons of plants in our backyard. The, the work is already done. The dirt has been exposed and is ready to have seeds sown. The interesting thing about a garden, though, is that nature has a way of taking what nature wants. And nature really, really wants clean black dirt. Boy, does she love clean black dirt. It's like a canvas, a blank canvas for nature to just do what it wants. We started planting some seeds, got a few in the ground, and then there's this ongoing work that has to be done. You have to continue to weed the garden, water the garden, cultivate the garden, and, and go through this whole process of, of loving the garden and paying attention to the garden, which all seemed like things at the time that I was expecting my son to find great joy in and he was going to do all on his own. He, was, he wanted the garden. I just did the heavy lifting. Right? I dug up the grass. I cleared the area. I made it easy for him to just go in, plant his seeds, and spend as much time as he wanted out there. This was, this was in my head, the request that, that he made. And I thought that I was well on my way. Now, I dramatically underestimated the amount of time it would take 
to keep a garden like this up. It seemed like a small space. And when it's mowing grass, it's a super small space. When it's tending to a garden, it's a lot more space and work than I anticipated. And all of this had seemed like such a good plan. But that just wasn't enough. That wasn't enough to make this go. I hadn't really taken the time to evaluate my commitments and make sure that they matched up with what I could do. So let's talk through that for a minute. Let's take this this plan I had and work it through the commitments and the categories that we talked about on the last episode. The last episode, we broke those commitments down into four groups. Time, money, skill, and safety. So I have this plan. This My goal is to spend some time outside with my son, give him something that he can accomplish and he can do, that he can partake in, and, and feel like he actually did Like he accomplished it, right? I wanted him to be able to harvest something. I wanted him to be able to have this experience where, right, we could walk away with a a vegetable, a fruit, a something. And that felt like such a good goal. So the first category is time. Did, Did I really have the time for this? And there's all kinds of things that are problematic with this time. I was so nearsighted in what I thought my time commitment was. I thought my time commitment was going to be digging up the grass, raking out the dirt, right? The really heavy, sweaty work, the manual labor. And, and, and I'm fine with that. that. That seems totally okay. I would start by doing the heavy labor. I would hand it off to him. I have set him up for success, That's totally wrong. Totally wrong. I needed to look at this as the time commitment start to finish. Was I going to be able to support this garden? And at the very least, I should have had a conversation with my son to say, you would like to to have a garden. I'm totally in support of that. How much time can you dedicate to this? And I should have, as a parent, been able to back up all of it. If I was going to make this investment, I needed to understand that all of the time was going to be my time, potentially, right? Even if he was committed to it, um, if, if he were to get sick, who's going to take care of the garden? If he's got a lot of homework, who's going to take care of the garden? These are all things that, that I totally glossed over. I did not think about how much commitment a garden takes. And I completely underestimated how much time a garden of this size would take. So how about the category of money? A garden and money. This one feels super simple to me, right? The investment in a garden is pretty low. I already had the dirt. That was easy. It was in our yard. A packet of seeds, that's pretty cheap. We already talked about that. I can afford a couple dozen packets of seeds easily, and we can get going. The problem there is, and we've talked about it, there is almost a direct correlation between the time and the money, right? We can use these commitments to balance each other out, 
But we have to understand that there is a scale there. They do balance each other out. And if you're going to overcommit on one or undercommit on the other, those have to be in sync. And so this very low cost meant that there was going to be a high amount of time. And I didn't think through that. I was just seeing the fact that this was low cost. Check the box, right? Got a goal, low cost. I am in. I can make this happen. But you have to understand that correlation. You have to evaluate all the aspects of it. So actually, the, the money wasn't a problem, right? But to be that low cost meant that there were going to be other commitments that needed to be made. The next category is skill, and this is the one that I really misjudged. I really, really blew it on this one. I had this false sense that I could grow things. I got lucky a couple of times. I've been able to do a few things that that uh, were, were green, right? A couple of potted plants, like I said, felt pretty good about that. I had no idea what I was getting into when I was doing a garden. I just didn't. And now in hindsight, it, it seems so foolish for me to think that that I did have that knowledge. People who are actually good at gardening, think about their garden in a in a 12-month cycle. They think about it annually. What I'm doing now is just going to get me to the next step, to the next step, to the next step. I need to be thinking about how I'm going to do this same thing 12 months from now. Whatever that something is, harvesting is is a cycle, which is really admirable. I love that about gardening today, but I didn't I didn't have that knowledge. I didn't have that even concept any anywhere in my vocabulary that I should be thinking about this in a yearly cycle and not in a weekend cycle. That's how I looked at it is what are we gonna do about the garden this weekend? Oh my gosh, how ridiculous is that? Now that I say the words out loud, I sound stupid. I'm going to I'm going to work on the garden this weekend and that's as far as I can think. It's just a a 7-day cycle out. Totally wrong. So make sure that you're understanding your time and your skill and how those go together. Now, safety, safety I feel like is the one I nailed. I I, I got this one. I had a good goal and the safety Gardening in my head equals safety. I am at home. I am in my own space. Um, I find it hard to believe that I'm going to grow something that's going to kill me. It is possible. Uh, you can you can email me at expeditionunlikely at gmail.com and, and correct me on on how dangerous gardening and plants are. But ultimately, I feel like I was pretty safe on this one. I had that. So I was one for four. I was one for four. Man, I really nailed it. I evaluated my commitments and said, I got a weekend, I can buy seeds, and I've grown some things before. Boom, I'm done. The reality is I blew all of those. The only one that I really had understanding of is how safe a garden can be. And because of that, the garden never really took off. We planted a few seeds, a couple of things started, and really what I had was a backyard full of dirt. I never had it. I never had that garden. And because of that, I didn't really give my son the full experience that I thought we were going to have. 
I didn't give him that opportunity to see something from start to finish to be able to harvest even one, one vegetable. I didn't give him that because I didn't evaluate my commitments to make sure that this garden was going to grow. Now, what could I have done differently? As I think about these commitments and I think about gardening, I could have done a lot of things differently. For starters, this garden really should have been much, much smaller. Right? Our ambitions should have aligned with our time and our skill. Those were really the two killers for us, was the time and the skill. We didn't evaluate how much time each square foot of a garden is going to take. It seemed really easy to just do a six foot by six foot patch, right? I can weed that in a couple of hours. But what we didn't think about was it was going to be a couple of hours, probably three times a week. We thought a couple of hours as a couple of hours. And so I really blew it that way. I really needed to be thinking about this in a long-term situation. That time isn't what's in front of me today. That time for this commitment was much longer, much longer lived than right now. There are a lot of outdoor adventures that you can have where the, commi- the time commitment is much, much shorter. And if time is a, a situation, then, then you really need to look at that commitment and say, how do I make sure that what I'm doing is going to be the short enough commitment that meets what I can actually give? And not just today, but in the future. How long will this carry on? How long will this experience go? Because that's really what I need to understand. And then I can then I can make a good decision. And that's what we should have done. We should have said, how big is this going to be? What's our commitment per week? How many weeks are we talking about? The other thing is the skill. There are lots of places to get some information on how to garden. What's the best way to garden? What's the best things to plant? Where to plant them? How much sun do they need? Just go to a greenhouse, go to a garden center and talk to somebody. And they would have been able to point us in the right direction and say, here's how much time you're going to you're going to have to devote to this here's the amount of space and the reality is even though i said the cost was very low if you're going to do this well you're going to have to fertilize and mulch and really take care of the soil and take care of the garden there is going to be an additional expense there and you would find that out if you had that skill and that knowledge by just talking to some people find out which can be part of the adventure itself i love learning new things and obviously my son did too that's why he liked to poke around at mushrooms and plants and dirt because he liked exploring so this could have been just a tremendous experience for us had we just gone with a smaller sized garden and spent a little bit more time evaluating what we really needed to understand so ultimately smaller garden would have equaled less time. A little bit more knowledge would have given us more skill. So as you move forward, be sure that you're looking at your adventures. Go across the board, be broad, look for other opportunities. It's not just about, again, being in the the mountains or on this stream. Lots of places we can be. On a bike, in a garden, we could be on a mountain, could be by that stream, could be fishing. Those are all places we could be. But really, look at our commitments. Understand what it is that we want to do and how we want to do it and how we're going to get there. Now, on the next episode, 
we are going to talk about plan B. That is the third leg of this theory that I'm presenting to you, plan B. It's always a great idea to have a plan B. What does that mean? How do we dig into that? And how do we make that plan? We're going to talk about that next time on Expedition Unlikely. Thank you for joining me. My name is Joshua Rohde. Again, the music has been written and produced by Luke Rohde. You can follow us on Instagram at expedition underscore unlikely. You can also email us at expeditionunlikely at gmail.com. And as always, we appreciate it if you follow us on your favorite podcast platform.